Hello and welcome again to another Flow podcast. Can't believe it's already June. That's a little bit scary, especially as it was raining this morning. Uh, And so I think this is our third, or is it our fourth, Andy? Third. Third podcast. As you've just heard, I'm joined again by Andy Hawthorne. And this month's podcast, we're also going to have some special guests. Hopefully we will have uh, some information about our prisons work from one of our great reflex team hannah we'll also be joined by malachi uh who are the newest band who are kind of working with us and we're also going to meet some of our genetic students who are about to graduate and uh, they'll be telling us a little bit about their year and hopefully what they're going to go on to do so andy Oh, yeah. Another month. <laughs> That's gone quick, isn't Soon it? Soon be dead with Jesus. <laughs> oh, what, what a joyful thought. <laughs> so uh, what's your month look like this month? What have you been up to? Where have you been? Uh, well, it's been busy, busy. Things are definitely stepping up at yeah. the Message Trust. And I think... Uh, yeah, it's been a, a month of plate spinning. I mean, I quite like that, but mm. just perhaps one or two too many plates spinning at the moment. So uh, even as I'm talking to you, I can hear the sound of crashing in the background. <laughs> <laughs> but it's okay. Yeah. The Lord's with us. And I think, you know, uh, plenty of plates spinning on the Eden front. So we, we've had, uh, in fact, yesterday we had a big day. Once a year, we gather all the Eden teams together. Yeah. And this is an ever-growing family, the team leaders and the church pastors. So we now had 50 people there yesterday. Because that's from across the nation, yeah. Yeah, all up and down the country, and it's just to see that thing growing and hear the stories, that's exciting. But, you know, Matt Wilson is doing a courageous and wonderful job, but that network needs lots of support, lots mm. of input, lots of meetings on that front. Yeah. Where we're developing this whole message associate scheme that you're intimately involved in with, Ian, which Indeed. is rolling out bands and theatre companies. Actually, around the world is the vision, yeah. and it's start, starting to happen. That's taking more and more time, and we've got this beast of a project next door that, um, yes. sometimes keeps me awake at night with excitement other times with fear I mean um, those of you that have maybe received the Flow uh, magazine through the post and if you haven't done that please make sure you just go to our website sign up for that we'd love to get that to you full of loads of stories lots of uh, praise that stuff praise stories testimonies some teachings in there as well um, as well as just prayer needs but one of the features for that in this this new one is next door and, and the vision behind it and all that kind of thing the message but enterprise center. indeed the message so tell us a little bit more because i think we've been promising to talk about it for the last few flow podcasts so maybe how did it start would be a good place and and what what's the vision what's the heart yeah well we've been on a little bit of a journey with um next door we, you know we, we the message is based on a one acre site here in Sharston. so we have whatever 80 staff working out of Obviously, most of them on projects out, but our headquarters and our training school, all the genetic training, the recording studios, rehearsal rooms, all that stuff mm. here in Sharston. The next door site is about the only empty site in for miles now, actually, dilapidated site. And uh, inevitably, we've had our eye on it since we moved in nine yeah. years ago. Yeah. And a couple of times we made moves to the council and we were devastated, actually, when they said, no, five years ago, we won't let you have it. We're going to put it to highest tender. And we think it went for about half a million pounds. Mm. Um, but the credit crunch hit and the deal fell through. The firm couldn't come through with the money. The banks wouldn't back them. So it was back with the council. We then went back to the council and really started thinking much more seriously about how we'd use this site. And we've got a real sense that 
you know, we've got, there's an amazing move of God in the prisons. You'll yeah. hear Hannah talk about some of that. It's so exciting what's happening. You know, people jumping into the kingdom mm. every month. Dozens and dozens of people becoming Christians. But not just becoming Christians, starting to really do the business, winning the friends and discipling the friends in prison. So that's exciting. We've got all these Eden partnerships. Real key bit of their discipleship is work. In fact, we think they need three things. Yeah. We think they need supportive community. You know, if they're going to really make a go of their life in the most difficult backgrounds, they need housing, you know, decent housing, and they need work. Mm. And it's interesting, isn't it? You know, somebody said yesterday, you know, even even the Lord said his uh, his priorities was six days you shall labor yeah. and one day you'll rest. You know, when he made the world, he worked for six days and then he rested. And we've made the day of rest the absolute priority. The church is all about the day of rest. It's about the Sabbath. But that's part of the story mm. where people who are made to work. And if we're going to thrive and flourish and provide for our families and receive all the self-worth. So we've got this exciting vision now to provide work for people who have no chance of getting a job otherwise. Yeah. You know, the CVs would make your hair curl. They've got no training, no qualifications, but they've met Jesus mm-hmm. and they're ready to change. And we're going to take a risk on them. Because, of course, I mean, unemployment, as everyone knows, you only have to look at paper, is so so much of a problem in the nation anyway but then of course what you're saying is there are so many people who you know for example the other day someone was saying to me are oh, they applied for a job something like 200 applicants yeah. uh, and they're good good applicants yeah, so yeah, then yeah. if you do have a record or if you do have uh, you know something like a history or, or something like that you've really got everything stacked against yeah. you more than ever absolutely and and a lot of these people come from generations of worklessness so yeah. nobody for you know 50 years in their family's ever had a job they just live on benefits and yeah. that's just the way it is and but actually we're seeing that cycle broken mm. but we believe we can do a much much better job but and people have said is it a social enterprise well i guess it is but actually that's a bit soft to me. It sounds okay. a bit soft. These are limited companies. Right. We're going to give people real jobs, pay them real money, yeah. real bonuses if they succeed, and we're going to be all over them in terms of discipleship. So you've got this. So so just to kind of rewind a little bit. So we've got the building. Yeah. So we got that. Uh, and a miraculous kind of amount of money from the yeah, council. Yeah, a fraction of what they sold it for five yeah. years ago. Um, and so what, what's it going to look like inside when you kind of say there's these businesses? What, what yeah. does that mean? So at the moment, it's a big old hangar that we've yeah. got the uh, probation boys clearing out, the community payback team, which yeah. is, seems so quite fitting, yeah, really. It does. So we're just swamped at the moment with community payback people who are clearing this building out. But um, it, it's a big... A uh, 20,000 square foot building, and inside it is going to be a series of business units. Okay. So, independent business units. There's going to be a big cafe at the front for you know the public to use, and a hair and beauty business, and design and print business at the front. At the back of the building, there's going to be a landscape gardening, and in year two, a construction business. We're going to have an import business, a contract cleaning business. So, a series of businesses where these people have real jobs. Each one's going to be led by a Christian entrepreneur yeah. who, who loves men and women from the margins. So yeah. they're going to mentor them. But even that Christian entrepreneur is going to have a seasoned business person who every week is going to come alongside him and train him and equip him to be the best they can be in business. And the vision is, so there'll be these businesses, these units within this centre, but a street going down the middle. Yeah. Think um, Printworks in Manchester, if yeah. you've seen that. Yeah. And this this is a mentoring space, sharing resources. There's going to be tables and benches and lamps in the middle of the building where people can gather and learn from one another and grow and 
and be growing up in God as well as growing up in business. And now uh, we're going to gather them all with all our message teams for prayer and worship regularly and see them become the best they can be. Mm. And the other bit that we're excited about, and this is wacky stuff and only mm. God can do this, is but we're looking for entrepreneurs. You know, Manchester's biggest loan shark has just become a Christian in prison. Yeah. What a thing if that guy yeah. who was going around Manchester with a baseball bat in a BMW, you know, uh, ripping people off. If he could use his business skills, he's employed loads of people, he's dealt with millions of pounds. Imagine if he could use that in a kingdom business yeah. where he gave lots of money away, where he brought up young men under him in his new lifestyle. I.e., our dream, you know, our big thing is people go from being the problem to the answer. So the best thing that can happen for lots of these, not for all of them, yeah. but for lots of these people is they leave the Message Enterprise Centre with our support, our encouragement, our mentoring, set their own businesses up all over the region Mm. and uh, you know we live and we i'm sure we will you know for as long as i'm alive we live in some ways in a dependence culture we rely on christians giving sacrificially to make this happen but imagine if we could see loads of profit on top of that Mm. pouring back into into the kingdom as well so that's the whole you know we we like to think we have a very entrepreneurial culture you know it's a kind of it feels a bit like the whole thing's come full circle yeah. 25 years ago, I had a business in the inner city, and out of that business was born the Message Trust, yeah. you know, with a heart for the lads we were employing. Well, here we are again, setting up businesses, and uh, the Lord's behind it. Awesome. And and in many ways, you're um, thinking as well about uh, the whole thing of kind of reoffending rates dropping yeah. and that sort of stuff. Yeah. That's been a, a key kind of part of the birth of this, hasn't it? Just Yeah. The stats of reoffending. Yeah, we we've done our stats. Now yeah. we need to work harder at this because it was only a limited piece of research. But yeah. you know, something like seventy percent of young offenders were re- reoffending within two years. That doesn't mean seventy percent of them are back in crap. It means the vast majority it means they only managed to nick seventy percent of them. Yeah, Most right. of them go straight out of prison back into crime. Yeah, and before they get back and back in prison, they've just caused so much chaos. When we when we did our research about young men and women who'd been through our reflex programs inside and through our reintegration, we had that down to 11%, mm. which is massive. Amazing. And, you know, that saves millions of pounds for a start. But imagine if we're not happy with that. We don't yeah. want 11% of these lads and girls who commit their lives to Christ back in prison. We want them flourishing and thriving. And we see work, you know, the fact that they're bored stiff, they've, they've got nothing to do, they can't get a job, they keep getting knocked back after knocked back, even though they've got a heart to go to places, but nobody will employ them. Yeah. We see, you know, I'm just excited about these people. And I'm excited about them being part of our team life. Yeah. I mean, occasionally I have the heebie-jeebies about it, <laughs> you know, because I get stressed out if message trust employees turn up late for work. Well, you know, I think yeah. we've got a whole other set of challenges going on here, but it's going to be fun. Sure. And it, one of the exciting things is that we're um, having an open day here at the office soon and people will get to see next door as well as see all yeah. the other things that go on here at the message like you say the studios and some of that that other stuff tell us a little bit about the open day yeah and i think sometimes when people come round the message trust headquarters here in Sharston, the scales fall off their eyes a bit wow i didn't realize all you did and the vibey young purple mm. people you work with and the great testimonies and there's just the scale of the operation what god's built over the last whatever you know 18 years of being a trust and mm. 20 bit and a bit years have been doing this stuff i think uh so it'll be exciting but also you know when you see the building next door you'll really want to pray for the message <laughs> that's the <laughs> idea because it is a bit of a shed at the moment yeah. it's going to be beautiful and actually I, I see the building every time i walk in there 
I see it as a picture of these lives. At the moment, they're ugly, but they're going to be beautiful. Yeah. And they've got enormous potential, and they can go from being useless. You know, the front front page of Flow magazine says, you know, no more a waste of space. Well, that building's a waste of space. What a shame to have all these businesses around here, and you've got this big site with nothing happening. Well, that's not the case in a year's time. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, you'll come and you'll get fired up. You'll have free ice cream. Free burgers. Yeah. We're not even going to ask for your money. That's what everyone thinks. There's going to be this little, we're going to lock you in a room with Andy Hawthorne <laughs> until you set up a standing order. That is not going to happen. This is just to bless our amazing yeah. supporters. So that's 2nd of July? Yeah. Yeah. And people can just turn up. They don't need to No, 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 because we're doing do. catering. We do have to do free food, free ice creams, all yeah. that, tours. So no, we do need people to email. Okay. You can email the info at message.org.uk or phone 0161-946-2300, the normal numbers, yeah. normal email address. Just let us know you want to come and how many. Yeah. And uh, 2nd of July, yeah. Saturday, between 11 and 3. Great. So and it'll so be good. Anyone's welcome. Any of our support. Anyone who can listen to this podcast can come. Yeah. As long as you let us know. Yes, absolutely. Fantastic. Um, We've just come out of our prayer day uh, that we do once a month as well. And I know often we just like to try and just have some of your reflections on that and just some of the things maybe God was saying whilst Mm. we were gathered together. What what really stuck out for you this month? Mm. Well, I think we're, uh, I do feel that we're at another level with these prayer days, another level with a lot of stuff. So Mm. it really is an exciting season for us. But I think the thing that stood out, we had a couple of testimonies. One was of Lindsay West, mm. who'd just been doing a schools week and then a gig at a football ground, you know, small football ground, but still over 3,000 kids. But when he, when he did the appeal to invite young people to give their life to Christ, over 1,000 kids ran yeah. to the response area. And he said, ran. And that's a new thing. You know, there was a hunger. And apparently, as people prayed with these kids, there was a new level of repentance and mm. being serious with the gospel. You know, what a way to start the day. Yeah. Fantastic. Then we had this Canadian drama team in who were going into Forest Bank Prison. And we were a little bit worried about letting these Canadians loose on Forest Bank Prison, to be honest, <laughs> with a piece of drama. Because, uh, you know, obviously these lads can be a bit tasty. And then... Um, we got them in and we really prayed for them because they were going off to Forest Bank while we were behind praying for them. And um, normally, you know, the lads in prison have to register. They can't just turn up for events. So 40 lads had registered for this drama presentation mm. that this Canadian team were doing. And uh, if you have 40 registered, it's not unusual to get 10. Yeah. You'd normally get about 20 turn up out of the 40 because they've got to put the name down anyway. And yeah. then they can decide on the day whether they actually rock up or not. So they got there to the prison and Matty, you know, our prison worker who we were talking to last month, said he looked out and he saw this sea of young lads running and shouting down the corridor going, Ray! and he was like, oh no, Canadians are going to die. <laughs> this is the end of Anglo-Canadian relationships here in Promise Bank Prison. As they ran down the corridor, ran in all rowdy and like 61 of them, we don't know how 61 got allowed to come because only 40 registered and they've got to register. Anyway, so there's 61 young offenders in this little room with this drama team. They started to do the drama and the Holy Spirit fell. Yeah. And there's amazing, you could hear a pin drop. They were laughing, crying. And then the guy preached the gospel and invited them to sign up for the Alpha in prison. 18 lads turned up for Alpha, in, uh, have signed up for Alpha. Yeah. But 
There's also a follow-up service, and there's this amazing evangelist this Sunday called Barry Woodward. Yeah, he's great. He's just, and he's been there, been in prison, dealt drugs, done the full trip, you know. He's, he's just amazing. He's a reaping evangelist. So they're all going to be there on Sunday, and we are so expectant mm. that, so, you know, for that, that was happening while we're praying, which yeah. is the way you want it to be, you know, yeah. don't you? You want it to be, it's not just, you know, prayer to make us feel nice, it's prayer f- fueling mission. So, yeah, that was really cool. I had this thing, and I came with this to the prayer day. I told the guys about it. Um, week last Saturday, I was speaking in Hitchin. And at the end of the meeting, this uh, guy came to me and he said, um, Andy, um, I've come a long way to be here tonight. Mm. And I'm annoyed I didn't ask him how far, but I've now got an email off him. So I'm going to email him back and say, how far did you actually come? I can't tell you right now. But that's what he said. He said, I've come a long way because I was praying for you this morning. And God absolutely compelled me to tell you that in the next 10 years, all your dreams are going to come true. Yeah, wow. And that's what I've come to tell you from God, which is an amazing thing to say, isn't it? And we and I shared this with a team, and I think we were together really fueled by that, you know, because our dreams are massive. Yeah, absolutely. You know, our whole region soaked in the gospel and fires of revival spilling out all around this country and, and beyond, you know, there's a we're lifting our eyes to look for partners around the nations. You know, it's massive, our dreams. Yeah. About bigger than anything we could do. But this guy said, oh, your dreams are going to come true. And we're like, wow, we need mm. to raise our game, pray more passionately. And so it was a great day. And then at the end of the day, the joy of the Lord fell. I've never known it kick off. Yeah. We, we sang, Oh, Happy Day. Well, actually, what's that song did? Uh, I've the, got a feeling. I've got a feeling. Black Eyed Peas. Yeah. Andy Smith, for some reason, <laughs> not sure whether this is the Holy Spirit or the flesh, but it was fun, whatever. <laughs> he went off into the Black Eyed Peas song. The whole place, before we sang, Oh, Happy Day, that Tim Hughes song, the whole place went bananas. Our finance team were breakdancing and freaking out. And were, <laughs> it was really special. It was great. Your dear old mum was there at the back, <laughs> jumping up and down like a, you know, uh, jumping in the house of God or something. It was special. So that's how we finished. And I, and I said to the guys, you know what? We get paid for this yeah you know what a privilege so it's good a great day yeah cracking well andy thanks as always uh and uh we're gonna be hearing some more stories from different people but uh thanks for being here and thanks to all of you who listen to this faithfully support us pray for us give you know we won't be here without you in fact we'd be over game over without people praying without people giving there is no message trust so you're more than partners absolutely hey thank you great so I'm joined now by two of our wonderful genetic students. Uh, yeah, there they are, <laughs> Turk and Georgia. And um, genetic, as many of you will know, is our training school. It's a 10-month course where people can come and uh, learn a lot about the Bible, a lot about faith and life, but also they do different streams as well. So there's a creative stream and an urban stream. Were you both on creative streams? We are both on creative. Yes. Okay. So I just want to find out a little bit about both of you and why you joined Genetic and what it was like and all that sort of stuff. Georgia, why don't you go first? Okay. Well, before I started Genetic... I was a little bit of a party animal. I actually auditioned for it as I was um, at the airport going to Ibiza for um, a party holiday. Um, And I had quite a few people saying to me, you know, Georgie, you really need to go on genetic. It'd be really good for you. Um, Because I was kind of questioning my faith and what I believed in and stuff. Um, I went to New Wine and um, that was really good and it was teaching me quite a bit. 
Um, so I decided to just go for it and go on genetic and it's been an absolutely amazing journey. I wouldn't dream of doing half the things I used to do back then because I've just learned, you know, that God's amazing and they're not the best things for me. So I shouldn't do them anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so a bit of a change in you. Yeah, A bit definitely. of kind of transformation in, in, in you. Um, mm. What sort of things were you learning? Um, the the biggest thing that I've learnt really is that God loves me no matter what and that he always forgives and that I am beautiful and I'm wonderfully and fearfully made and that I don't need to worry about myself and my insecurities. Mm. I mean, I've, I've still got my insecurities and stuff, but um, I really do feel a lot more secure in the person that I am now and that is one of the big things that I've learned over this these past 10 months. Great. Okay, and, and we've also got Turk. Which isn't your kind of real name, it's your nickname, isn't it? Yeah, my actual name's Heather. Um, It's not really a long story. My second name is Turkington, so people got lazy and shortened it down to Turk. Turkey at Christmas. And unlike George, who's who's a local lass... Yeah. <laughs> uh, so you already you might you heard because you were quite you know you knew about the message and yeah, yeah. in church and all that stuff yeah. but but not you so so where are you from obviously i think we could guess but and how did you find out about the message and genetic um okay yeah i'm from northern ireland little place called portadown which is in the center Portadown. Portadown. <laughs> yeah i'm not really displaying the accent right now properly <laughs> not doing it justice um but yeah i'm from there uh lived there for 22 years and my best friend um, at home actually did genetic in 2007 and she did the urban track and back then it was only four or five months as opposed to 10 months um, but I was always kind of interested in it and kind of wanted wanted to find out more about it um, and it wasn't until I finished university in 2009 and then had a year of trying to find myself as graduates do and all that um, and field um, <laughs> that I kind of started thinking about it again and started trying to find some sort of direction. Yeah. So that's how I, I heard about it. And I always knew about the message kind of growing up and everything, but being over in Ireland, it was kind of removed from all of that. Um, so, yeah, I had to go and find out for myself, really. And we've talked about these these different tracks of kind of genetic and urban and and very much the heart of genetic is to try and equip people to be missionaries really in whatever field whether that's going back and getting a job you know working in tesco's but kind of doing that with a missionary heart and vision or whether that's to go into full-time mission and stuff and and the tracks are a much a lot i mean a lot of the teachings about that but you know the creative track is about trying to help people improve in their kind of dance and singing and all that sort of stuff mm. and and the urban's more kind of doing eden projects and working on on some of those kind of youth work ministry stuff that we do as as an organization what what have you got involved with that's kind of missional whilst you've been on genetic i came on um expecting to do singing um <laughs> and didn't really know that drama was kind of an option and then i realized that in your face worked here they're an amazing theater company um and i kind of got involved in some stuff with them um, which was class and I kind of was like I actually do want to do drama um, I did drama at university and after the year I spent doing nothing I just kind of thought oh that's it and I wasn't going to do any more drama but this year really I kind of found my passion for it again um, and I realised that I wanted to do it but I wanted to do it for God mm. um, so that's what I've been con- concentrating on this year So you've kind of learnt some skills Yep. Uh, but you've 
both kind of been involved in being on missions teams yeah, yeah, as yeah. well, haven't you, whilst you've been on Jeanette? What what did that look like and what sort of things were you doing? Were you on the same team? No, we both, we are now. Um, yeah. It's been hard work. We both got um, designated as team leaders. Okay. Um, which is tough because, like, you know, the, the rest of the team are your peers and they don't, sometimes they don't really want to take what you say because you're a peer. Yeah. And that's been a struggle in itself. Um, but we've done um, weeks like... Um, I'm trying to think what we've done now. I've done that prison. much. Schools, we've been to schools. I haven't been into prison. We've yeah. been to prison. Our team went into prison. Um, we've done quite a, a few school weeks and we've taken like RE lessons, um, kind of like PSHE lessons, that's yeah. what you call them. Yeah. yeah. Um, and stuff like that. And we've done a prison. Our team did a prison week, which was amazing. I, I'd work in a little week if I could. Which prison did you go into? Uh, we went into Style, which is the women's prison. Yeah. And we did some life skills classes with them. Um, we went into, not Forest Bank, what's the other one? Hindley? Yes, we went into Hindley. Oh, it was brilliant. Um, and we were working with, like, young offenders in there. Uh. Um, kind of like new disciples. Yeah. And um, discipleship courses, which is brilliant. They're just class crack. So, loved it. Great. Yeah, we've done a lot of community weeks. So, we've done a lot of, like, working with the Eden teams in different communities, getting alongside the youth and stuff like that, which has been really good because we've been based in an Eden project. It was really good to see how other Edens do things. So everybody yeah. does different things differently because they have different needs and stuff. Um, and next week, we've got um, an MJK week in Manchester City Centre. <laughs> Which is really exciting, actually. It's pretty scary at the same time. Yeah, so <laughs> MJK are uh, a group based here in Manchester. They guys used to be part of the message, actually. They were used to be staff and then have kind of set up their own thing, which is doing kind of street evangelism. They've got a big stage, haven't they? They're yeah. kind of like a truck that turns <laughs> into a stage and they do rapping and performing and stuff on the streets yeah. and then a lot of gospel presentations and stuff like that so that would be that be so they set that up in the middle of city center yeah shopping center kind of thing yeah that's what we're doing next week great we're planning on doing um what is it a flash mob where you just like you know like t-mobile adverts yeah where we're just gonna like basically stop and start you know what is it the upside the one where you clap and do the side thing (laughs) at parties we're just gonna sit in the middle of manchester and just do that just to get just to get people's attention really (laughs) and then talk to them about jesus so (laughs) pretty interesting okay and you mentioned georgia that you've uh you're based on on an eden so all the genetics are living in kind of eden areas and eden projects and things like that just to give you a little bit of a taste of what being on Eden's like as well yeah. how have you how have you two found that I've loved it in in some ways and in, in other ways I haven't I've loved the fact that you know we've been getting alongside youth and like because I've lived in a really nice area like in in Chido Hume to actually go out into Eden areas and it is a nice area you can laugh but it is <laughs> um you know to go out into it's the no youth, biker is it no there we no go. it's not all right no disrespect to biker. Yeah. Um, but to actually go out into the Eden areas and see the needs and like the way that, you know, some of the youth that we work with are, are you know, bought up and stuff like that. Like I had an, a girl one of, in one of my first weeks try to bottle another lad just, you know, because of the way he looked and stuff. And I've never really been around that. So it wasn't really big, big shock to me. It was a yeah. shock to the system. Um, but I've absolutely loved it, like just getting alongside them, just getting down at the level and being like, you know, there is somebody here that you can talk to. I'm here to talk to, first of all. You know, there is there is somebody bigger than you that you can talk to as well. And you don't necessarily have to follow the paths that, you know, 
other people are telling you that you have to follow you can make decisions for yourself mm. which has been absolutely amazing so yeah and how, how about you because you know yeah. Northern Ireland yeah it's completely different playing field like, like yeah. I have done mission in Ireland in Belfast in different parts of Ireland but it's always been for what a week two weeks a day here and there that type of thing and then you come to Eden and you're like this is my home but this is also my mission field um, and it's just 24-7 and it just really opens your eyes to like living for God like all the time because mm-hmm. um, it's a constant mission field. Um, so at first I did find it hard because it was adju- adjusting to a new way of life where we were always kind of like our doors open all the time for for people to come and talk to and I find that hard because I was like I deserve my private space and everything Mm. and then you're like no like I'm here for these people to serve these people and um, as the months have gone on I've just caught such a heart for them and I love them so much and I don't want to leave them but I'm going to have to soon yeah which leads us on to what you are going to do next yeah. uh so <laughs> you two actually are going to do something together which is very exciting yeah uh, so do you want to tell us a little bit about that okay well the last <laughs> thing i wanted to do was move back to ireland really because it was like i've lived there for 22 years i don't really want to go back and spend another whatever however many years there but god was like no i've got other plans for you and i was like do you know what that's fine um so last time i went home I kind of caught back like a love for the place which I hadn't had for a long time and um, it's God, God's not going to get you to do something that you absolutely hate and that you really do not want to do. He's, he's going to give you a heart and desires for um, the things that he wants um, and that's what he's been doing and um, in the middle of the whole love of drama, the whole love of Ireland and yeah, he's led me and Georgia back there to start up, hopefully, what is going to be a Christian theatre company. Um, right. Kind of like In Your Faces yeah. here. Um, and we just want to use theatre, but for God. Um, yeah. in Like for youth, in schools, in communities, in different like youth groups and that sort of thing. Um, so that's our vision at the minute and that's what's hopefully going to be starting up as soon as we yeah. leave here things have been a whirlwind since we first had that kind of idea yeah. like Turk explained it before as God's just kind of put us in a shopping trolley he's just like throwing us around and we don't really know what's going on like we're just in the middle of it and he's like just doors are opening before us and stuff tins and of pineapple falling on your head yeah pretty much it's yeah. crazy like I, I am totally in awe of God at the moment and like how he's just so amazing and so much bigger than I've ever really anticipated. He's shown shown me himself in a completely new light. Mm. Um, And I'm really excited about going, like... I mean, there's going to be different challenges over there than there is here. But, you know, somebody said to us the other day, Turk has the knowledge of already living over there and I have fresh eyes. So we're going into it as, you know, like a a solid team, I think. So we're really excited about doing it. So you're hoping to do a lot of the stuff you've kind of been doing and that you've yeah. seen being done whilst you've been on Genetic, mm-hmm. which is really exciting. And, and one of the things that we're doing, uh, the message is starting to explore the idea of kind of having uh, 
kind of what at the moment we're using the term associate ministries these these kind of people who are independent you're doing your own thing but you're very much still part of the message family yeah. and we're trying to find ways of doing that maybe in different parts of the country uh with different organizations and and we're really hoping that that's going to be the case with with uh, turk and georgia that they'll go to northern ireland do their thing but hopefully be very much still part of the family yeah. and we're kind of chatting about that now so we're really excited and very proud <laughs> of you both. Uh, so, yeah, it, it's going to be really exciting. Someone who's maybe listening who maybe is thinking about genetic or knows somebody who would be, uh, you know, a great candidate for genetic. Tell, maybe just tell us one reason why they should at very least go online and have a little closer look and maybe kind of put in an application form or something. What What is it that for you you could sum up as that's the reason you should do it your life will be completely yeah. and utterly like changed that's the the smallest word i can use i looking at me last year this time last year and looking at me now i have just such like a a passion that i didn't have and um god's just completely just rocketed me um into <laughs> knowing him more and it's amazing like it's yeah. just such a, a cool place to be and my eyes have just been open to more of who god is and that's what life's about yeah. so great that's one reason i concur <laughs> but i would also say you know the teaching that we get on this course is absolutely immense like we get the best people in ian we've had you in yourself Indeed. pretty amazing <laughs> um, <laughs> we just get amazing teaching and you know the people just amazing like being a part of the message family has been lovely like you it literally is like one big massive family here and I don't think I'd like it any other way actually I love it absolutely mm. and and many of the people who listen girls are are prayers you know they're the people who support us and pray for us and even yesterday um or the day before when we had prayer day someone was sharing about Northern Ireland being the area where there's a high suicide rate yeah in 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 uh in certainly Europe or uh and they were talking about how uh, paramilitary guys are cutting off the tops of trees yeah. so that young people won't hang themselves off trees and things like that. So you are going into an area where there's lots of needs that perhaps people are yeah. aware of, some of, you know, in terms of some of the issues that we know so well, but also a lot of other needs, a lot mm. of that young people are facing. Um, and, you know, you're going to be light in dark places. So we're really going to encourage people to pray for you guys. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Um, because you're doing a great thing. Thanks, That's brilliant. Thanks Thank for coming, guys. No problem. No problems. Goodbye. Goodbye. Sitting in front of me right now, I have the lovely Hannah, who's one of our reflex workers. Hello, Hannah. Hello. And uh, Hannah, you are mainly based in Style Prison, which is a women's prison, not very far from our offices at all. It's kind of a couple miles away. Um, Tell us a little bit about what you do in Style, because what the different groups and things are kind of change in the different prisons, don't they? So. What, do, what are you doing? Okay, so in style, um, it's always been set up a little bit differently to the lads' prisons, um, mainly because it is a female prison, so things are done differently. Um, we were first asked to be in style because um, we work with chaplaincy, but then we also do RT kind of workshops as well, um, and that's because there's a young offenders' house, um, and on there, that at first, they were just kind of running crazy, the, the young offenders, and um, just 
they were finding it really difficult to get them to do work or education because they were just really um, either lazy or um, had never really done, you know, sitting down in education. A lot of um, young offenders leave school at a really early age. So um, we were asked to go on there and mainly do um, art workshops or anything just to get them um, to get some more confidence in themselves. So when you say a house, Hannah, what, yes. what, what does that mean? Because, you know, okay. someone's never been... Yeah. The picture they might have of, of a prison might be, you know... yeah. <laughs> Bad Girls yeah, or exactly. that Strange Ways documentary that's yeah, yeah. on at the moment or Porridge or okay, something cool, yeah. like that. So how do you have a house in a prison, for example? Well, style, again, is different. So it has uh, it does have a wing, like on Bad Girls and that kind of thing, with cells. Um, but that's mainly for the women that um, are sort of detoxing off any kind of drugs or, again, that just you know need to be on there for their own safety and um, to be watched a little bit more. But style was originally um, a orphanage, so it's made up of different houses. Um, and so they still have like you know main locks on the on the main door and big barred windows and that kind of thing and they are locked into a room but it's more a room with um, most of the rooms have like bunk beds and stuff so they have a lounge and a kitchen so when we do our groups we'll go into the lounge and chat with them in there and then we can you know do some kind of arty stuff in the lounge or in the um, kitchen doing you know different cooking type things so Mm. it's a lot more friendly um, I think it's to try and help them you know with with day-to-day things and it's like if they improve on the young offenders house and go to an adult house then they're rewarded by being able to make their own food in the kitchen and that kind of thing so it is built to sort of encourage them to to do better and to um, yeah so I think in the past we've talked about the different categories of, of prisons and and how obviously the kind of different types of Offences that you you do depend on where you go, but if style's like the only female prison in in the area, is mm-hmm. it? So, uh, do you have them therefore people with all sorts of different kinds of offences? Yeah, uh, yeah. Is so it I work different with, in that way. Yeah, so I work with women anything from they're in there for three weeks because of shoplifting to um, a woman the other day that's been in for seven years um, and isn't getting out anytime soon um, because she's in there for murder. So it is, you know, a range of different things. And then there's a different unit for women that um, are a lot more serious offences, mainly because um, they have mental illness as well. So there's a different section for women with mental illness um, in there as well. So it is a a massive range. They normally will then be shipped to um, a prison in Newcastle um, for really really serious offences for a long time they normally go there or to an open prison um but at the minute they're yeah it's kind of anything i work with women from doing petty crime to really serious offences and i i remember um there being i I didn't see it but i remember people talking about a documentary about style that was kind of out maybe if was it a couple of years ago now yeah and so maybe some people saw that Mm -hmm. um and I know one of the things they talked a lot about was kind of girls on suicide watch and yeah. stuff like that and how that was a r- really big issue yeah. in the prison. Is that still yeah. a case? or um, Since that documentary, so that documentary, that was because I think it was something crazy like five women that year or so, I can't, something like that had, had committed suicide. Um, that has dropped. However, it is still very much the case that most women in style horrifically self-harm and um, are very depressed and so there is a lot of um, there is still like I said that different unit for sort of mental illness or you know people with that are really struggling where they are, can be on 24-7 watch so they have a screen where someone will sit and just watch them in their cell okay. um, or you know and then it kind of gradually goes from there so some people will be um, 
just yeah kind of they have to be watched every two hours or whatever um and there is i mean there is still suicide attempts in there definitely um but i think a lot more is the self-harm and most women that i work with self-harm in some way and so when you're working with those girls and you're doing your craft stuff for example Mm -hmm. you're doing your cooking how are you using those kind of activities to connect to those kind of issues of you know self-esteem or self-harm or or whatever i mean what how are you doing that because that's a big challenge for anyone isn't it to try and do yeah um i think a lot of the way that we do that is in encouragement and honestly like i've never seen it so much that if for example if a woman comes and she has drawn a picture that you know it's like children a lot of them you know when you're speaking with them it's like children and they're sort of you know 20 year old women but they'll come up to you and show you this picture that they've done and you know whereas normally you'd be like oh that's amazing and people be like you know it's all right for you to say it's amazing is like you have given them a massive present like they just you know Mm. built up and I think a lot of them haven't had that they haven't had encouragement they haven't had love they haven't had someone really pour into them I was working with a girl um a few weeks ago and we did notebooks um so we were making their own notebook and I was working with her she had she's got awful self-harm a lot of the um self-harm if they do it a lot it looks like you know if you um if you sort of get burns then the skin turns different and it kind of looks different um well the skin turns like that and then over the top is just scars upon scars upon scars and then she scarred her face and everything so I was working with her and um one of the pages in the book I said let's do a timeline of your life and so mine was kind of up and down with you know downs being things that haven't gone so well ups being things that are amazing um and hers just was like down 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 ending up in prison um and then the next page was things that I like things that kind of you know show me who I am so I had on their cupcakes and all kind of you know girly (laughs) things that make me me and that I enjoy um whereas she couldn't think of anything and I kind of got um I'd like cut out all these different words for them to stick in their books and her words were lonely angry alert you know just really all the miserable words I didn't even know there was that many on the table like because it was that was more for the timeline but um her like page her about me page was about me just miserable so um I said to her like you know I was trying to encourage her to find something that she liked and the only thing that she could think of was a Welsh dragon because she's from Wales so she's proud that she's from Wales so she drew this amazing dragon um so I encouraged her in that but then um I said to her like can I can I borrow your book? Can I have um, a look at it? So when everyone else was packing away, I just got some bits and then I made a page in her book um, and I just filled it with, you know, promises in the Bible that God says over her of that she's um, wonderfully and beautifully made, that he knew her in her mother's womb. And I just did that and then stuck, you know, pictures of a beautiful girl in there and said, you know, he says you're beautiful. And I mean, that was a really small thing that I was able to do of just actually putting a mark in that book and saying, no, this is who you are and this is who God says you are. Um, And then I gave that to her and said, you know, look at it in your room. And she came down a bit later and just sort of tears in her eyes and was like, she just said, thanks, Hannah. But actually that for her was like a massive thing. And, you know, just to know that actually, and that's for me, that's why I'm in there is to actually each of them pretty much that's their story. And that's what their notebook is, is just full of, really hard lives that they've had up to now and um 
So to go in there and be able to say, well, actually, Jesus says different about you and God has got a plan for you. And, you know, this is who he says you are. He says you're beautiful. He says that you're perfect and, um, you know, that he loves you. I think that ultimately is what helps them with their self-confidence is the God stuff. It's not just the yeah. arty stuff. It's mainly the God stuff and the discipleship that builds them up. And and so that's... <coughs> That's it, isn't it? I mean, that's obviously, we believe Jesus brings hope, yeah. you know, good news to the poor. Yeah. He brings healing, binds up the brokenhearted, brings freedom, yeah. you know, sets the captives free. Even when you're incarcerated, you can be free yeah. because you can be free from addiction and, and self-hate yeah. and, and all that And he really stuff. does as well. Like, I think, yeah. you know, it's stuff that we kind of hear in church and think, oh, yeah, you know, he you know, sets the captives free. And then we can't really picture it. But honestly, there's women in there that you know, are in there for years or have been in there for years and yet there's a difference about them and they say themselves that I am free in here because, you know, I'm not, I think a lot of people are trapped, you know, in themselves, you know, that maybe Mm. people even that are free and aren't in prison are in a prison of, you know, shame or in a prison of self-hatred or anything and yet these women that have found God in prison, they really are just smiles and obviously like they've got, I'm not saying once they become Christians, everything's, you know, fine for them but... It's a lot better. And, yeah. you know, you really see that and you really see the difference in them when they are just full of God's love and full of um, knowing that he has got more for them than what they feel in there. So. I know you've said um, at various kind of prayer days and stuff about just seeing God do some amazing, miraculous things yeah. as well in style. I mean, yeah. tell us some of those stories. Um, I always forget the stories. <laughs> I've got a book that's uh, called My Happy Book. It's just got like all the good days in it because there's a lot of bad days. So <laughs> I just like go over them. But um, yeah, I mean, we see a lot of healings happening. Um, mm. There was I had a group of girls because a lot of them. It started really with them getting interested in the discipleship because um, they do Ouija boards in there. There's um, different tables and stuff in the prison I've got where other girls previously maybe have have scored in a Ouija board. Um, And when they do that, I mean, they have mad things happen. One, I don't know if I should say one of the things actually, but really horrible, horrible things happen um, when they do that. And... um, but actually, in a way, it's kind of like the devil loses by doing that because they then need something else. They know that this stuff's real in a scary way. So we're able to say, well, you know, Jesus is above that. So we've had amazing things of them asking us to pray around their rooms um, and go, being able to go in there and say to the girls, well, you need to ask Jesus then to be in this room and for this stuff to leave. So we've had that, like, mm. you know, the whole how, the whole young offender's house has been prayed over by the girls asking mm. Jesus to be in the house and not the devil and nothing, you know, none of the these weird things that have been happening um, and when we've seen that you know the girls have said they can literally feel a change they can feel a difference and that was really the start of them being interested in the discipleship and from there we've had you know girls that have come and said well I believe that there's God but I don't believe in this healing stuff and then they've had backs healed and shoulders healed and um, you know amazing things as girls that have um been hearing voices that we've prayed and I mean a lot of the time I won't say so for example you know this girl that heard voices it wouldn't be that I'd say well we need you know that's something that you don't need to have I can you know sure. it's a lot of the time it's that the girls will come to me and say you know I've seen that that girl's back was healed I've actually got this please can you pray for me and then I'll chat through it all really carefully because I know that you know there's definitely a place for medication and that kind of thing but 
if they come to me, then I will definitely pray as well. And mm. um, me and Nick, um, I work with Nick Shalavi, and uh, we prayed for one girl that was hearing these voices, and she'd heard them since she was um, a very little girl. And the voices were of two men that were speaking in her head of um, these two men that had abused her when she was younger. And she said she just wanted them to go, and she'd seen that this girl's back was healed. <coughs> Excuse me. So she knew that Jesus could heal and wanted him to heal her. So, um, you know, we first of all chatted about what she knew of Jesus and she'd been coming a lot to the discipleship, so she knew a lot and then asked Jesus in her life. And then off the back of that, um, she we prayed for the voices and the first time we prayed, um, the voices were whispering. So they had been really loud saying, you know, horrible things for her yeah. to do to us because we were praying. She said, oh, they're saying, you know, that I should strangle you and that I should, you know, whatever. Um and so we prayed and they whispered and then we prayed again and one of the voices went and we prayed again um, and we put you know a bit of oil on her head and prayed again and she was just like, silence. Mm. And she just sat there for ages and I was thinking, what's going on? And she just sat there and she's like, I can actually not hear anything. I can't hear anything. And then she just beamed, just like amazing smile. And then we were able to pray more of Jesus into her. And the best thing with that is when we prayed that, I prayed that in the place of where these horrible voices have been saying horrible things to her all her life, that Jesus would speak to her. And then she'd start to hear Jesus's voice. And we went in a few days later um, and she was like, oh, right, thanks for that, you know, praying over there. Yeah, I'm still silent, you know, not heard them again. But I keep hearing things, like, from the Bible and that. I think, well, I don't know, it's just quotes, yeah. And I keep hearing them, like, um, like take the log out of your own eye before you start looking at the one in mine or something like that. And then I keep thinking of, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil, for he's with me. I like that one, you know, so I've written that down, put it on my wall. Don't know if it's from the Bible or just quotes that keep coming in my head. <laughs> and I was like, they are from the Bible. <laughs> like, that's amazing. So literally in the place, that, and she's still, that was a few months ago now, and um, she's still completely not hearing that and just hearing these quotes as she calls them and she's got them stuck around her room because each one she's like I like that one and putting it up on her wall so like it's amazing God's doing really good that's stuff that's incredible and I, and I think what I love about this stuff I love in terms of the miraculous stuff is that it's it is it's off so often with completely unchurched people that mm. have no reference point they're mm. not kind of going oh I'm saying this or I'm doing this because I've seen this happen and mm-hmm. I know that's what you're meant to do when mm-hmm. someone prays for you or whatever. Yeah. It's, they, have, they don't know what's going on half the mm-hmm. time in that sense, yeah. but it's so much more kind of authentically yeah, and it's God so real because of that, isn't yeah, it? Which is because great. Because they bring their mates as, along as I well. you know. There was a girl the other week who was like, right, I brought her along. Yeah, she just don't believe in God, but she's keeping me up all night because she's snoring or <laughs> she's snoring because her ears hurt, which is like a weird thing to say. But I was like, right, okay. She's like, so we need to pray for her ears. And I was like, okay, cool. Prayed for her ears. Her ears are healed. And that's what it's like. They don't even think that it wouldn't work because, yeah. you know, every pretty much every time we've prayed, you know there's just faith in the room and jesus loves to heal and so they get healed so they bring the mate along because i'll bring them to reflex i get sorted out and like it's just it's wicked and they pray for each other like they've started you know on the houses or the wings um they said that they're praying for each other if someone gets ill they're like oh can i put my hands on you and pray for you so yeah it's good stuff it's cool so what would you say just kind of looking looking forward a little bit what Mm -hmm. what are the kind of big things that you would really appreciate prayer for from, cool. from the guys who are listening? 
Um, I'd really appreciate a prayer in that um, we have been asked to do, because um, the governor of the wing has seen the work that I've done on the, well, Reflex have done on the Young Offenders House, um, and that work stopped for now. Um, and we've been asked to work on the wing with the most vulnerable women on there. Mm. So that's going to be women that literally just sometimes they don't want to leave their cells. Again, you know, the worst sort of self-harm. Um, and basically it's amazing because the governor and the, the head officer had a like a meeting with me and said, oh, we want it to be that you just come on and you choose who you want to work with. Um, you're just going to, you know, so just come on the wing, meet the girls and then just pick who you want to come and do the art with you. And I'm totally seeing it as art, meaning to then bring them to discipleship, to yeah. then bring them to Jesus. Because I, I know that if it was just that I did art with them, you know, they'd get a bit more confidence, but nothing deep would change in them. So um, I'm totally seeing it as to bring Jesus in there. But I just really need like discernment on that of who, you know, believing that I'm going on with the Holy Spirit and he's going to help me pick, um, yeah, who who God wants um, me to be working with. But also just for boldness, because, you know, I'm not going to lie, it's scary going on the wing and, yeah, you know, see, yeah. mainly sort of, you know, working with the officers and that is can be intimidating and at the minute I'm looking for an intern still so there you go anyone that wants to be an intern can apply please um yeah just to work with me so that I'm not doing this on my own but um yeah just for courage and boldness and the discernment of who who God wants mm. me to be working with would be amazing thank you fantastic thanks Hannah Great. and um again just thanks for everything you do as well because uh, it isn't easy like yeah. I say but uh, it is amazing that you're doing that. And because of that, God is doing some incredible things through you. So it's yeah. cool. Great. Thanks, Thanks mate. very much. See you Bye. later. So we are now joined by two members of Malachi. Woo! Uh, whoop, whoop. Yep, the best-looking members. You mentioned looks. So let me just, for, for the benefit of the listening audience, describe the two men that I have sitting in front of me. First ginger, of all, ginger, ginger. Yeah, we have Andy, who is a kind of, if you know The Simpsons uh, and you know Sideshow Bob, you've got Andy's haircut. Uh, and we've got an, a resplendent ginger beard. Yes, uh, come on. Uh, and Rob Bell glasses. So it's it's a, it's a great kind of combo of uh, of things here. And then we have Alex, who has a what is it? It's a Mohican, isn't that? Yeah, or is it a mohawk? Uh, what is the difference between a Mohican and a mohawk? I have no idea. I, I think a mohawk actually. is like you know you get those townies that walk around with their co- with their um, you know collars up. up and and kind of slightly wider, prettier looking Mohican type thing. Yeah, but mine's 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 a hardcore mohawk man. If punk, you've, punk rock, if baby. you've used a razor, then it's yeah. a proper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> that's what it boils down to. Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, and so it's fair to say that you guys are rock. Yeah, man. As in terms of your, the band, Malachi Rock Band, and that's that's why you look so splendidly rock. That's it, man. Yeah. That's it. That's what it's all <laughs> With about. With your mohawks <laughs> and your sideshow bob head, uh, which is good. How do you feel about people calling you sideshow bob? Do you it's, get that a lot? It's one of those ones where you're like, oh, I haven't actually heard that before. Yeah. Not. Yeah. <laughs> <okay>. <laughs> I, uh, it's, it's one of those general, I get it all the time. It's like, oh, you, you really remind me of someone. Sideshow Bob. Yeah, that's who it is. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> yeah. 
So, just for our listeners, let me just explain a little bit about um, because uh, why you're, you're here and, and, and stuff like that. So, many people know that the message started really with, with a band, uh, the Worldwide Message Tribe, going into yep. schools, using music as a way of trying to communicate the gospel relevantly to young people and, and for them to hear it in a way that they understand and the message has grown and gone into lots of other areas like communities and stuff with Eden and prisons and things like that but there's always been that school's emphasis and that music emphasis as well that's been a big part of who we are and we had LZ7 in on the last podcast and the one before that we had 1224 um, so it's just getting better and better. Yeah. So we're, we're just <laughs> yeah. Now that it's come to us. Yeah. Um, and and yet you are the kind of our newest kind of uh, recruits. <laughs> Although I say recruits because it's a slightly different thing. Yeah. Um, because we mentioned before when we were talking to Turk and Georgia about that we're trying to develop uh, a kind of associate relationships with. Uh, different individuals or, or bands or organisations who are their own people doing their own thing but they're very much part of the message family and kind of mm. doing stuff with us as well and, and that's really how it works with Malachi isn't it that you yep, guys are it. here at HQ got a yeah. desk in the office and all that stuff yeah. uh, doing schools with us but also doing doing your kind of own thing as well as, as yeah, a band man. and stuff like that so mm. tell us a little bit about your heart and vision then as Malachi Alex and, and okay. who you are and what you're <clears> about well, yeah, our heart and vision, vision rather, is um, well, just just to tell people about Jesus. Do you know what I mean? To just put it really simply, we just want to tell people about Jesus, and um, we uh, we've been kind of really passionate about the idea of of getting into into schools for a couple of years, and so for us, this is such an amazing opportunity. We you know we get to come and work alongside people who've been doing it for years and who can kind of help us out and. And tell us, tell us, you know, teach us the best ways to do things, you know. But on top of that, because we're a, a rock band, we can actually play in the local venues as well. So we can play in the gig venues, you know, just bars and, you know, things like that, where we can just go and rock out and share our faith. So for us, we just want to play anywhere and everywhere, just so we can tell people about Jesus. Even on the street, sometimes we just set up on the street and just play, get a crowd and share, you know, because for us, that's, that's our heart. You know, we believe that God's given us our gifts for a reason and, you know, to serve him and to tell people about him and his love so for us that's you know put really simply that's that's the vision for great guy, really. yeah and, and and tell us a little bit i mean i guess it's i don't think there's many people left but well who knows maybe there are i don't think many people listening to this podcast anyway left who would kind of have a problem with kind of you know using music you know mm. there was obviously a time where people would be like oh you know <laughs> yeah. drums are of the devil or whatever yeah, uh, yeah. and would struggle with that um but it's may be fair to say that rock still has a little bit of that hang on doesn't it just yeah, as, as a type of music you know yeah. that the christians do kind of go okay we can maybe cope with a dance band yeah. uh, being used for jesus it. It, not man. quite sure if there's kind of blokes with tattoos <laughs> screaming down a mic if, <laughs> if that's christian or not so i mean how much of that do you kind of come across just um, from what you do and are people a- surprised even that you're christians when yeah, you're doing gigs yeah, and things yeah definitely well obviously as you said, I've got a tattoo and a mohawk, and I'm quite scary looking. If you if you don't know me, like if you get to know me, I'm I'm really soft, really. But yeah, marshmallow, yeah, my, yes, almost, <laughs> almost. It's like a tea cake, you know. It's just like that like coating on the outside and nice and soft. But uh, anyway, before I just make myself sound really stupid, yeah, um, people do tend to kind of shy away from rock a bit. Um, uh, I have this conversation quite often, actually. Is like rap and hip hop and that kind of stuff is really accepted in the Christian kind of seen now whereas rock is still people are very aware you know that rock might be 
you know of the devil still them and we just want to show people that, that that's not the case you yeah. know we just we we just happen to love the style of rock music you know and like, if you go to the states some of the biggest rock bands like in the world are christian bands right now they're all top of the game it's amazing some of my favorite bands i don't necessarily listen to them just because they're christians it just so happens to be that they are christians sure and that that god is really rising up something right now where like christians are just top of the game in this kind of music and um here in the uk rock just isn't very big even even on the re- you know on the secular scene um but we just want to we just want to show people yeah that that we we do love jesus we we do have a heart to tell people about him and we just happen to love rock music and so there's no point in us trying something different you know <laughs> and true. and just looking really silly and, and not doing what we're made to do but we just have a passion for rock music for heavy music and and we just want to use that you know to reach the people that other bands like lz7 or you know 1224 can't because of the style of music you know because the thing about a rocker is they love rock and often like they can hear or see anything else and, and they just won't be interested unless it's a rock band and it's just for some reason it's the nature of a lot of rockers they're just mm. not interested unless mm. it's rock and so for us you know we feel like it's our place to reach those guys and so um so those of you out there who are scared of rock music don't be <laughs> don't be we're not all bad we do love jesus really <laughs> and it, i think you've hit it there I mean, for us from the message's point of view one of the great things of kind of having you part of the family is that you are able to reach some of the young people that yeah, the man. music that the bands we've currently been using uh mm-hmm. you know it because it, it, i think it's really there is those silos almost in in the minds of young people yeah, isn't it yeah. that you know it's yeah. I'm. I won't even listen to that. Yeah, it's not even. It. it does. It could be the best music in the world. I'm not going to listen to it because yeah. it's it's rap. Yeah, or it's yeah that's it, man. And when when we first met, that was actually because we faced that because we were involved in a project um, uh, with the Bible Society actually a couple of years ago um, where we set up a cafe uh, in the city centre um, of Manchester where all the kind of moshers and goths yeah. and rock guys all hang out all around there and we kind of had this cafe and we were doing lots of different things which was really exciting but we we knew that uh you know our music wasn't going to cut it (laughs) with those guys and so we'd heard about um tim owen who's our kind of creative development guy head of creative stuff and bands had met you guys and met alex and he said i know this band they need to come up and so you came up for the week didn't you and that's when we first got to know you really and that was but that was proof for us in some ways that there there are a whole there's a whole kind of subculture of young people yeah that mm. we're just drawn to you guys yeah, uh, because of your music that we've yeah. not really ever been able to reach before uh, which is exciting for us yeah it's cool yeah, yeah. It, is, it is for us too man <laughs> so Andy you're new to the band really in some ways aren't you how yeah. long have you been part of the band well I suppose like I officially kind of come in but maybe six seven months ago kind of thing but then I've just I've literally moved over from Northern Ireland to, to do this so uh yeah, I've been in Manchester now for about four months. Yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm the newbie. The new boy. Yeah, the baby of the band. Not for much longer though. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. How come? We have a guy moving over from the states next month oh. to join us as a second guitarist. Hey. Yeah, which is great. Hot off the press exclusive. Yes. <laughs> News that I didn't even know that. <laughs> <laughs> so that's good. No, yeah. that's great. Yeah, we'll become a five pieces of next month. So. um yeah, got this uh, young crazy lad who's just moving over and just just wants to tell people about Jesus basically. So 
Andy will no longer be the new boy. Yes. <laughs> I no longer alone on stage. I <laughs> <laughs> will still mock you and call you yeah, Slicer Bob anyway. They definitely will. That's yeah. not going to change. There's nothing I can do, man. I've got an afro with a ginger beard. Like, it's just... <laughs> Me, me and Al always have this thing when we go to a show and we kind of like tally up you know how many people come up and say oh your hair's awesome <laughs> so it's like it's between a mohawk and an afro to see who uh, see who gets the most yeah and so we count it up and it's like 1-0 one 1-0 nil, one nil, one nil. how nil. big have you ever made it because you kind of got oh, this centre parting thing that kind of that's um, the sideshow bob bit isn't it but have you ever made it just go up from it, the top proper afro style it would freak you out would it <laughs> I, it actually would if I comb my hair out dry it literally would be the width of that door like a standard door it just sits right how much money do I need to give you <laughs> for you to do that three pound oh no there they go they're three pounds towards Malachi and the ministry oh, a week <laughs> yeah that's yeah. right I'll sponsor you um, and I mean but in, in all seriousness we don't pay you uh, yeah. So you you are kind of doing this as as a real faith adventure, aren't yeah, you? And, and like us as an organisation, you're having to rely massively on people's generosity yeah, and support it, and stuff yeah. like that. That's it. Which is awesome. And so do pray for these guys. And yeah. uh, you know, if you're already giving to the message, but you'd like to give a little bit more, oh, uh, <laughs> feel free. <laughs> feel free. I'm sure they wouldn't say no. Uh, but that's awesome. Tell us a little bit about just some of the things you've seen God doing. Through, through what you guys have been up to in the last few months and just kind of give us some exciting stories. Yeah, of- well, um, this, the, this so far this year, well, we went uh, full-time uh, at the beginning of this year. We quit our jobs in December because we really felt that God said to leave our jobs. And the band have been going for uh, just over four years now and uh, we've been wanting to go full-time ever since starting. But God's always said, wait, you know, and mm. so... We were like, oh, we just want to leave our jobs. We just want to do this, you know. And, um, and in December last year, we really felt God, you know, calling us to just leave. And then we were like, oh, no, now we actually have to leave our jobs. And, and so it was a really huge step of faith. And and we did it anyway. And um, and so far this year, we've done a bunch of shows. Um, it's been quite difficult because obviously we've had new members and, you know, we've been training them up and um, also spending difficult. time. <laughs> Difficult. <laughs> not just new men. You, you've had a new baby in the midst of all this, this is as true. well. This is true. So that kind of yeah, I had my second all. baby as well, which yeah. is good fun. Um, but uh, saying that, um, the shows that we have managed to do, we've we've seen kids saved that, which is amazing, yeah, isn't it? We've seen great. Um, so uh, I think so far this year, um, our, our shows is like with about thirty or forty kids. I think we've seen saved, which is great. Which is you know, which is yeah, you know, really good for us because. Up until we quit our jobs, we we weren't really seeing that you know that kind of number yeah, of kids kind of you know getting it, and it seems like since stepping out of faith and trusting God, it's like he's just yeah you know he's doing it you know and 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 financially he just he provides for us and we have no idea how I mean we don't live comfortably by any means we we literally <laughs> you know at the moment we we just trust God and he, he pays our bills somehow you know the right yeah. money comes in when we need it to yeah and. Um, and and just things like that is amazing. Like we've just learned so much, you know, and grown so much in our relationship with God since having to really trust him, you know, because it's, it's so easy to be like, yeah, I trust God, you know, but then yeah. things happen in life and then you realize, whoa, now I really have to trust God, you know. And for us, that's what this year has been. And it's mm. really been like relying on God and, and just 
basically just just putting our everything in in him because we have no other choice but to but to trust him you know for everything and it's so amazing it's so exciting isn't it bell yeah it's you know it's it's so exciting it's like one of those things before i came over here like um i was chatting to a guy it was because i'd done like a music course and stuff before and i was like I, same thing i always just wanted to get out of my job and get into like music ministry stuff but it was like yeah yeah yeah, yeah i'll do it and be careful when you pray because <laughs> when you say to God that you will go anywhere, he took me to. Well, it, it's kind of it's really weird because like, yeah, God, I'll go anywhere. I'll go wherever you send me, and you're like Manchester, anywhere but England. <laughs> like, Manchester is the best. The, um, right, okay, let's do it. Like, so, yeah, so it's been really good. Like, because it's been for me one of the big tests has been like you, know, you say you have faith, and um, you know then God kind of says right, well, you know, get out of the boat. You're like, yeah, yeah, you know, I, I trust you, I trust you, and it's like, yeah, we well, get out of the boat, and you're like, ah, oh. so like that's what we've been, that's what we've been at, and like it has been a steep learning curve, but it's been really cool, like because even yeah. yeah, with financial stuff, with with moving country and stuff, and we've all moved up from well all over the UK to Manchester now, and it's getting that settled in. It's like, oh. it's kind of yeah. on the edge, but it's like. Yeah, as I always say, to Al, I wouldn't change it in the morning. Like I wouldn't change it for a for a high paid job, nine to five, go home in the evening. Like because it's just it's life on the edge, and it yeah. just keeps you it keeps you sharp. Yeah. It's an adventure. Yeah, yeah. It's, it. amazing. it's amazing. Uh, <laughs> and just tell us a little bit because you've just released a single mm-hmm. um, that people can kind of download off iTunes and all that sort of stuff, so uh, people could get to hear your music, which would be great. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, uh, we've just done a cover of uh, Jesse J's Price Tag, which was like... When, money, when, money, money, money. <laughs> it's such a good Is that how you sing it? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no. I didn't realise. I thought the mohawk, I was expecting screaming, but oh, he's a crooner. <laughs> yeah, but listen to it with this warning. When you listen to it, it will stick in your head. Oh, yeah. And yeah. you will sing it for weeks after. Yeah. It's, but, uh, yeah, uh, so it's been really cool. Like, it's been cool doing that cover because we've been able to, like... Al's, Al's, one of Al's things with it is um, with the phrasing of the song is like in the in the rap bit I really love it because you know it just changes the words so slightly and how it's you know phrased and it just brings a whole new meaning to the song yeah right and uh, yeah so it's price tag um, by Malachi yeah Malachi isn't like the biblical Malachi if people were going to search for this no it's in, in the way it's spelt I mean it's yeah. spelt differently isn't it so yes. how do you spell it it's M-A-L-O-K-A-I so it's Malachi Malachi yeah we, we we thought we'd try and be cool so we changed the spelling okay yeah <laughs> quirky <laughs> now no one can find us yeah. Uh, Chris, yeah don't worry Christians have been doing that for years putting Z's <laughs> instead of S's yeah, and uh, yeah, yeah. 8's and Instead of uh, yeah. ATE and all that yeah. stuff, so um, great. And but apart from that cover, I mean, the stuff you you're you're writing yourselves, aren't you? It's all kind of your own music and stuff yeah. like that. What kind of things are you writing about? Um, for us, we kind of we just write about life from our perspective, really, as Christians. Um, so some of our songs, uh, we're, we're working on an EP at the moment um, because we're. Uh, we're we're a completely new lineup to what what Malachi originally was, apart from me. So I'm the only original member left. So we got you know talking. We were like, man, we just need to write a whole new set of stuff because we're not the same band anymore. Yeah. And um, so we sat down and decided which kind of 
you know genre we want to go for we want to go more down the kind of pop punk uh so um so it's very kind of party you know punky stuff mixed with heavy stuff as well so that you know we we have a you know an even wider crowd that we can reach and so um when it comes to actually writing lyrics um the stuff we're writing we've just written a song called what's inside which is going to be our next single we're going to uh, shoot a video for it uh next month is it next month yeah next month yeah. the song called what's inside and it's all about being yourself and not pretending to be something you're not so um for the video it's it's going to be based on a on a girl who who goes to this house party and we're the band playing at this house party you know and everybody's you know drinking and getting involved in all this kind of stuff and um and she goes along to this house party and throughout this party, throughout the song, she realizes that this isn't the life that she wants. She sees all the mess that people are getting into, and and decides actually this this isn't for me. This isn't what is meant to be, you know. And um, and so that's what's inside. And and we just kind of yeah. we want to write songs like that that have a message, but also that people can relate to it. Because often it's really easy as Christian artists to write really Christian stuff that that somebody won't get. So if we're in a bar, we can't be singing, you know. Uh, you know Jesus this Jesus that because people will throw bottles at us you know they they won't get it and so we want to write stuff that that people can understand and get but also to give us an opportunity to talk about it so for example we've got another song called uh, Eyes Wide Shut that we just finished writing and it's all about it's all about war and all the things that are going on in the world um anything from you know kids in broken homes to all these different kinds of things and and the chorus is basically saying open your eyes it's saying look look at what's going on around us you know yeah. and um and then another song we've got um is is basically the song is based on a relationship on a human relationship but basically what it's saying is that if we don't put effort into our relationships uh, you know into the things around us then they will all just go sour they'll all just die and fade away you know and for us for me that's that's how i see my relationship with god if i don't put my effort into it it's it's i'll i'll feel far away but also it's telling telling people out there that you know make an effort with your husband or your wife or your your brother or your sister that kind of thing sure. to look after your relationships sure. and so for us we just want to write songs about life that the people will see from our perspective but will also give us an opportunity in between those songs to actually share our faith and share where we're coming from if you see what i mean absolutely and i, I think we're <laughs> constantly seeing this as particularly as we work with young people the the kind of messages that young people are given through yeah. music, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. that that very often actually, I you know, I think lots of us as parents kind of, you know, have music on yeah. and it's there and our kids are singing along and we're probably not actually even sat down and read what's being yeah. said yeah, uh, because, you know, you don't necessarily. Yeah. Um, and it's sometimes you stop and you look at it and you kind of go, actually, either... I'm really unhappy about what's being said, you know, what this message is about. Yeah. Or it's just, it's just, you know, dross. It's, it's there's no substance there. And yeah, so yeah. Yeah. I think it is so important that there are people who are writing music that has some depth and, yeah. and you know, does communicate something that is, is yeah. you know, speaking into life about things that really matter and faith and life are core to what you write about which is great and i know a lot of the listeners a can be really praying into that praying that those those lyrics those as as people get your music and it starts to percolate into them because they listen to it time and time again because that's the other thing young people isn't it you know they buy an album and they just they listen to it time and time again that's it man those words and that truth just starts to percolate into who they are and, and that can be a negative thing 
to some of the stuff mm. they might listen to or it actually can be a life-giving thing and yeah. I know that's the stuff you're writing so yeah, we need to be getting people to pray for you as you continue yes. to yes. write yes. Uh, but yeah, also man. that the music gets out there into yeah. people's hands because yeah. it, it only brings life if people can hear it and so Thanks for being here, guys. Really thanks for having us. It. And, yeah, uh, that's cool. That's really it for our podcast uh, this time round. Remember, you can um, also just sign up and keep up to date with stuff. Uh, we do a... Is it a weekly? It's a weekly prayer update, isn't it? So you can uh, sign up for that and you'll get sent an email if you're on email with all our weekly prayer needs as well as various things through the posts and things like that. So visit message.org.uk if you haven't done already. Thanks a lot. Bye. Ciao.